Welcome everybody to the Roz Asheroff podcast. As you all know, we're all going through a revolution in our approach to work that has never before existed. Business is anything but normal and current events have all of us taking a hard look in the mirror, questioning how are we coping, how are we managing our personal life, what do we need to do to forge ahead successfully in our careers? And most important, what's the next change that we didn't sign up for? Although this may seem overwhelming, these can be remarkable times. And by that, you have an opportunity to create your own mark and stand out for all the wonderful gifts you bring to others. But it's gonna depend on turning challenges into opportunities. And on that note, I am so honored and excited to have Ray Curiezis, Global Vice President of Field Transformation and Readiness at SAP. Ray's 35-year career includes 25 years in enterprise software and being a student of human skills and mastery. She's partnered with leaders in over 40 countries to evolve their own leadership DNA in addition to impacting early talent in over 65 countries, if you could believe. So in chatting recently, I was so inspired by Ray's vision and her refreshing perspective on how to thrive in this environment. I said to her, I just had to have you on my podcast to share your wisdom with my listeners. So Ray, moving forward, we don't know what we don't know. And for many of us, including myself, this can feel so uncomfortable. Could you share what's possible for us when we stand in what we don't know? What would be helpful? Well, First of all, thank you so much. It's such um, a great honor and privilege to be here with you today, Roz. And yes, you're, you're right. The unknown for so many of us is incredibly uncomfortable. And we're all being you know, invited to stretch and grow and evolve our mindsets and um, really look at things that perhaps we've never taken time to look at before. In my knowing, really embracing the unknown, stepping into the unknown is just so rich and filled with with possibility. And, you know, one of the things that I've been very aware of is, is people are more grounded. You know, there's certainly a lot of challenges with being more grounded for those who have young children, elderly parents, family situations that are highly dynamic, that presents a whole series of challenge. For others who might be um, more living alone or you know, not having to, to deal with a, a lot of distractions, you know, it's, it's really causing time for reflection. It's causing time for people to be still and tune into their inner guidance system. And what I'm seeing with a lot of people, it's really inviting all of us to step back and figure out what's really important to us, how we want to spend our time. I wanted to ask you, because you made such a good point about it's so important to be grounded. How, how do you get grounded? It seems so simple, but I think it's mm. very complex. In my knowing, everybody gets grounded in, in different ways. Um, for some people, being grounded is 
you know, just uh, reading a book at home is very grounding. Um, for other people, it's it's exercising and working out. And for other people, it might be, you know, listening to loud music. So there's not like a right formula. I, I know for myself, being grounded is always been connected to three things. One is being in nature, um, whether whatever the weather is outside, whatever is going on. I just need to be in nature, whether that's laying on the earth or just taking a hike. Second thing is uh, exercise. I, I've been practicing yoga for many, many years. And the third thing is, surprisingly, I drink a huge amount of water and that is grounding for me. So, you know, I, I'd say to everyone, really discover what is your grounding practice? What's the thing that you crave, that your physical body craves, that your mind craves, that helps you clear your mind and just um, kind of come to your own personal center? So each person has a different equation, just like our thumbprint is unique. Take some steps during these really unique times to figure out what it is that grounds you and build that as a habit. You know, you're, you're so right about that. You have to build it as a habit. I, I refer to it almost as buffer time where you book an appointment with yourself mm-hmm. because there's a lot of um, stress on all of us. And, and I think we, we try to do everything at once and we don't have boundaries. Are you noticing that with the mm. people that come to you for help? Mm. Absolutely. And like the boundaries are so different too, you know, whereas, you know, perhaps we would be in meetings, we'd be on the road on an airplane or whatever. And, and then we'd travel to and from a place and, you know, you could have that time to unplug a little bit, clear your head on the airplane, whatever. Now those boundaries, people are working so much more. Um, The days are long. And this is where, getting really clear about, I I talk a lot with people about self-management and self-management consists of a whole bunch of different things. But one of the most important elements of self-management is what I call self first. And this is knowing what you need. When are your power hours? When are the times in the day when you're most productive, you're most clear thinking? For some people, it's early in the morning. For some people, it's late at night. Take advantage of those power hours Notice when are your down times. Everybody has lulls in their energy and and block your calendar during those those down times to do something, you know, go outside and play with your kids, take a walk, do some yoga or other kind of exercise, really getting clear about what rhythm, your own personal rhythm, what rhythm best serves you and how you can organize your day around that given that we do have very long working hours, most of us right now. How do you share with your boss? Um, and, and, you know, obviously we don't want to um, make anyone believe that we're not committed to doing the work that's you know, we must do. But there's got to be a fine line between our personal life, business life. And it's so hard right now because it's all coming together. Mm. What would you recommend with your diplomacy to say to your boss where, you know, there's only so many hours in the day that I can perform at my highest? Yep. So I call that, I actually have a name for this called designing the alliance. And in fact, one of my employees (laughs) came to me, um, 
you know, has young children at home, both parents working at home. Um, and she said, how can we make this work? And so we designed the alliance where her on hours would be four hours during the work, the traditional work day. And then the other things that she could do at off odd hours, sometimes super late at night. But I think designing the alliance is such a powerful tool. And designing the alliance simply says to a, another person, here's what works for me. Here are the things that are not working for me right now or would be even better. And what works for you? What are the things that would be even better with you? How are we going to communicate? How are we going to agree on what happens when there's a breakdown? Because there's always a breakdown. Deadlines are missed. Things, you know, a lot of un. Um, predictable things are coming up for each and every one of us. So when you have that agreement up front, how are we communicating? In what interval? Are we going to have a call every week? Are we going to text? What are we going to do? Here's what works for me. Here are the outcomes, really focusing on outcomes. Again, how somebody gets their job done is not my worry. What gets done? What is the outcome? That That's the thing as a leader that I'm really focused on. So what are the outcomes? How are we going to work together? And if there's a breakdown, how are we going to solve it? And that designing the alliance tool, I have used it literally in 40 plus countries. And it's amazing how powerful and simple it is. I love that idea. I, I'm going to steal it from you, but give you credit. <laughs> the terminology is so inspiring. Let me ask you this. What are the most important leadership traits right now with the changes that are happening that you see in leaders that are successful? So first and foremost is a growth mindset. And I've been really fortunate to be studying Carol Dweck's research about mindset over the last five years or so. Mm -hmm. And in my 35-year career, it's probably one of the most game-changing um, principles that I've learned and adopted and translated, again, in over 60, almost 70 countries. It's a universal principle that says every single day you wake up and you get to choose your mindset. And you can choose if you're going to look at a situation through that won't work, I don't want to be, I don't want to look dumb. I don't want to look like I don't have the answers. We call that a fixed mindset. Or if you're going to choose to really be open and discover what might be possible and ask yourself and the, all the people around you, how might we, those three words, how might we solve this problem? How might we partner together on this project? What would be possible if? And that shift from that kind of fixed mindset to that growth mindset, because as we, as you beautifully said in the opening, Roz, nobody has all the answers. There's not a human being on the planet today that has answers to all the questions that are in front of us. And so it's on us, every one of us, wherever we are in our organizations, in our homes, in our families, it's on us to explore new possibilities, to talk about things um, and, and really be curious about them. So that's number one. Secondly is another actually 
principle I, I learned from Liz Weissman, you might know, wrote a book called Multipliers. Yes. And sure. her research was very um, much interested in like what created high performing teams and what didn't and what were high performing leaders doing to, you know, create that space. And she talks about, you know, those leaders that are diminishers, that are know-it-alls, that tell and test people, you know, those people that just suck the energy out of the room before the meeting even starts. That's a diminisher. A multiplier is somebody who's challenging everybody's best thinking, bringing everyone to, you know, the best of who they can be. And in these challenging times, um, what I'm seeing over and over, there's just really not a lot of room for being a know-it-all. And when know-it-alls, I, I was actually in a meeting this week, it was so interesting, Roz, where somebody was really behaving as a know-it-all and like people were texting and like my phone was blowing up with all different forms of communication. Like, ew, it's just not attractive. So I think that multiplier energy of, of bringing everybody, inviting everybody's best selves to the conversation is incredibly powerful. And the third thing without question for me is empathy. We don't know what somebody else is going through, what their situation is, um, their personal situation, their professional situation. You know, there's, there's every kind of challenge collectively that we're facing right now and really taking time to listen, you know, beyond the words that somebody might be saying, but listen to the feeling that they're conveying and, and really getting in their shoes to find a way, a bridge, a connection together and, and creating that whatever partnership, alignment, outcome, next step from that place of empathy. So to summarize, growth mindset, multiplier, and leading with empathy. Now I know why I had you on my podcast. <laughs> this is so helpful. It's brilliant. You know, I, I wanted to share with you, I'm being asked now to put together virtual training on rapport and building mm -hmm. partnership. And what I'm trying to explain to people is your last point is empathy. And empathy is not sympathy. It's really about having the courage and being vulnerable to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Does that resonate with you? Completely. You know, and you said about growth mindset. It made me also think about John C. Maxwell, who talks about today, have a, a growth mindset. But he, he refers to it as, you know, be growth mindset focused, not goal focused, because he said that once you get to your goal, you've reached your destination and at some point you burn out. But being growth focused is you're always trying to develop yourself. But here's a question for you right now. And um, people who are growth focused is great, but if you're only if you're specifically goal focused and if your target this year isn't going to be reached because of circumstances and customers not coming forward, whatever this whatever it is, how do you deal with the fact that you're not going to achieve the success that you set out to do this year? Mm. It's a tough question, but I know it's a beautiful it is a beautiful question. Uh, and I have been asked this question quite often in the last weeks. First of all, taking time to reflect on the question, 
in the in the truth of the situation, in the reality of what's happening around me, what can I be accountable for? What are the steps that I personally, they're like in my control. What, what I'm feeling and seeing with a lot of people right now, Roz, is, you know, there's two buckets in front of each of us, the things I can control and the things I can't. Right. All of us need to get crystal clear about the things we can't control. Okay. And, and the more we get clear, you know, hour by hour, minute by minute, what I can control, what I can't control, there's, a, I, I've actually energetically seen this with people. It's like their shoulders relax like two inches. It's like, oh yeah, I can't do anything about that. Put it over there in the can't control bucket. In the things that are in my control, what possibility might I create? What skill or, or um, area of development am I craving to learn more about? You see, in these moments that we have this different rhythm and different headspace, let's call it different headspace, we're all getting gentle nudges, whether we can hear them or not, about things that we're passionate about. I mean, I know for me, I've been traveling for four solid years and I'm home in a home that I've basically never lived in except for a weekend here or there for the last four years. And I am reconnecting with how much I love gardening. And it's incredibly powerful for me to spend time on the weekend playing in the dirt. And it's so important to, to use whatever those passions are as a doorway for us to discover how might I learn from this situation, take some time to work with a mentor, find a mentor who's really, really good at the thing I want to get good at. Um, maybe it's taking a class and learning something new. There's a moment and an opportunity, a window is open right now, Roz, and I'd say for everybody with we are all facing challenges and everybody knows it. Get really clear on the outcome you want. Design the alliance with your manager. Be very transparent and proactive about all the things you are doing to do your best effort to meet your goals. And then in the space of that, you know, if, if it's possible, and for some people I know it's there's juggling so many things, it's not possible, but perhaps there's an opportunity for you to stretch yourself in a new way, shadow somebody who does something you're really curious about, learn a new skill, get a mentor that might you might not have ever considered before, but someone who's outside of your you know, sphere of influence and, and just learn from them. Yeah, I really, I'm, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. I love the idea of finding mentors. And I think also being transparent, like today, we're all in the same boat. I mean, so many of us are frustrated and we don't know what tomorrow brings. So being able to have someone that you could just share in a safe environment is really important. And, and also, I wanted to piggyback off of this because you're so inspiring me. I really think having gratitude, that's what I'm hearing from you, you know, giving yourself the sense of gardening, you know, it's having gratitude, it's it's being in touch with the earth. I think looking at what we have now, as opposed to what we lost, a lot of people are saying, well, we're going to wait for it to come back. I don't 
feel we're ever going to have the normal that we had before. So many people have, have mentioned this idea to me and how grateful they are for really simple things. You know, a simple yes, going shopping would be one for me. Yeah, <laughs> no one's like going shopping. Yeah, or eating at a restaurant. Eating at a oh restaurant. God, I've heard. Yes, exactly. Being grateful for really simple things. Totally, I agree. We're not going back. I think the 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 playbook that we've all operated by, whether knowingly or unknowingly, it's been thrown out the window. We're going to write a new playbook. What do we want? You know, what are our intentions? What do we want to have in that playbook versus somebody else defining that playbook for us? And now I think is a great time, don't you think, Ray, where we could stand out from other people because you mentioned attitude, you know, your mindset. What do you feel right now moving forward? What's What are some things that you would recommend for people to take advantage of this new opportunity? Well, certainly you know, getting connected with your authentic self. Beautiful. Yeah. Is, is, you know, that is the door, as you just said, that's the door. I think people are are realizing, you know, the mask is falling off. The veil is, is being pulled back. Who, what is my authentic self? You've always taught me so much about your brand, all of our brands, the impact that our brands have Use this time to really, really lean into who is my authentic self, being able to answer that question very, very clearly and ways to do that. You know, like that's a big question. It's a big task and it could feel very overwhelming. Again, I I go back to this word outcome. Get clear on what's the outcome. How do you want people to talk about you behind closed doors? And that's how I always shape this with people is what do you actually want people to say about you behind closed doors? What's the outcome you want? And from there, then, what are the habits that are going to serve you in doing that, in achieving that outcome? So maybe your outcome is, you know, I'll just take my own personal, like, um, you know, what, what do people say about Ray Curiosis behind closed doors? Oh, my goodness. She's so passionate. And I even out myself, sometimes when I'm getting on a call with people that don't know me, I'll start by saying, you know, I might come across as very passionate to you. It is coming from a deep place of my, you know, belief and and commitment to what I do so that people can, because sometimes people can misinterpret, you know, if you're too passionate. But like, what are the habits then that are going to serve me? Let's use this example in being passionate. You know, find topics like this one that I I care deeply about that are near and dear to my heart and finding ways to build, to integrate into your daily life in those habits, you know, ways to connect with your passion. And then going back to what I was saying before about, you know, self-management, I think this is a moment where all of us are being invited to look at the habits that don't serve us anymore and the habits that will sustain us. And the word sustain really stands out for me that we're being, I mean, the planet is calling us on every level. We're, we're being called to answer the question, you know, how is this going, whatever, how is this company going to sustain? How is this team going to sustain itself? How am I as an individual going to sustain itself? So what are the habits and practices? 
that will sustain us as we go forward into whatever we want to call that reality that's going to be emerging in front of us now. Well, that was just awesome, Ray. You've shared so much wisdom. And I like to look at life as it's not a dress rehearsal, it's the real thing. And you really help to outline some very practical um, ideas and, and anything that you said today, we could all implement. It doesn't matter what level you are in the organization. But what I'm hearing from you is you really have to connect first with yourself before you can make a difference to other people. So I am inspired and I cannot thank you enough for the privilege of having you on my podcast. And I hope you'll come back again, but thank you. And I know that my listeners are going to be so appreciative that I introduced you to them. Ray, much continued success and significance as you make such a difference in the global world. Thank you so much, Rod, and all the best to you. Thank you for being an amazing mentor over the last uh, many, many years that we've known each other. Take care, and thank you, our listeners, for your time, and my wish for all of you is to have the success that you deserve. All my information is available at asheroff.com, Instagram, also on LinkedIn. Listeners can email me at contactus at asheroff.com. If you're interested in customized virtual training, executive presence, communication leadership, remote team building, please reach out to Kathy with a C at kathy at ashroff.com, who will be absolutely delighted to set up a call. Until next time, I'm Roz Ashroff. Thank you so much for listening and stay safe.